FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 81 of the podcast that goes snicked. We're your hosts, Jason and Denise Venable. What's up? And we have a b- 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 bonus Where's Logan episode. Bonus. Yeah, actually in the first time in history that I can remember, so, you know, at least the last couple of years. Right. We had a week with no Wolverine appearances at the comic shop. I know, I was shocked. And then this week, he's only in a couple of guest appearances. Thank you, Marvel. But, but one of them is Nightcrawler number one, which I've really been looking forward to. He has, y'all. Like, counting it down, waking me up in the middle of the night to tell me, one more day to go! Right. So, due to the lack of Wolverine appearances at the front half of this month, we're going to focus on Nightcrawler. And uh, then I'll quickly wrap best up. Buds. Their best buds. Yes, as we will see. Of course, we already knew that. But, um, yeah, so that's what we're going to do. So, without further ado... We have Nightcrawler number one. This is written by Chris Claremont. Art by Todd Nwok. Nwok? Todd what? Nwok? <laughs> say what? I don't know. I never know how to say it. Uh, the colors are by Rochelle Rosenberg. Rosenberg. Letters are by VC's Corey Pettit. All right. Cover is by Chris Samney or Somney with Matthew Wilson. Somney's kind of, or Samney or whatever. It's kind of all in the range right now. Um, he has a very um, critically acclaimed run on Daredevil. Okay. Not a huge fan of this cover. <laughs> he kind of... It's okay. He doesn't look like Nightcrawler. No, he doesn't look like Nightcrawler to me either. He looks like George Clooney. I don't know. I don't know what he <laughs> looks like. George Clooney just cried himself to sleep. Yeah. I don't know who he looks like, yeah. but not... Nightcrawler. Yeah. So anyway, we have Nightcrawler bouncing around, and we got an X behind him, and he's basically bamfing in and out of different scenes. We have some random scene of Colossus painting a naked chick. Hey, he wanted to. Um, he's working on what his life model his art. Yeah. Is that Kitty? I don't oh know. dear. They're, they're not really together right now. We'll see. All right. So I will confess. Uh oh. Confessions. Confessions of a snake cast. Yes. As much as I've been excited about Nightcrawler's return, I'm a little curious to see how long they can maintain a solo series on Nightcrawler. I'm going to say 10 issues and they're done. (laughs) Maybe so. I've really been loving him in Amazing X-Men, and we'll see how he fares in his first issue. Though he's had series before, but they've never been really... And how long did those last? Long running. I think the longest one, I don't really know, to be honest. 14 issues? Not real long. (laughs) And I also have to confess, a little nervous about the creative team. I love Todd Nwok. Todd who? Nwok. Say what? Nwok. What? Anyway, I like Todd. Okay. He's, He's an artist I enjoy. I can't play with that one. Yeah. And you know, if you listen to the flashback episodes, a lot of love for old school Chris Claremont. Modern day Chris Claremont, I've not been a fan of. One might say, in my opinion, he's just kind of outstayed his talent. <laughs> okay. So I was a little nervous going into this issue, whether, because the last time I really read an extended run of Claremont was way back in the early 2000s with Extreme X-Men. A series which started off decent, 
pretty good, but tanked pretty quickly, story-wise. And, you know, I haven't really read much from Claremont since then that I've enjoyed. So, wasn't real sure what to expect, but let's get into it and see. So we start off with an awesome panel. This looks like Nightcrawler. Yeah, I know. I I love the way Todd draws Nightcrawler. I love how his tail, like, ties a knot around the stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's fighting with the stick. He's bamfing. So I have a question. You think when he puts his leotard on, like, does his tail have to find the hole? Like, does he have to wiggle it around before he (laughs) finds the hole? I wonder if he ever takes it off. Ooh, that's got to be stinky. (laughs) The unstable molecules probably clean themselves. Yeah, but I'm just thinking, like, he walks around on Or maybe he just, like, jumps on him. He doesn't have shoes. Is this a magic suit? And the bottoms of his feet are white, so I'd be tied in that thing. His what's not white? His skin's not white. No, that's what I'm saying is he walks... No, those aren't shoes. They're, like, part of his little unitard. Maybe they're socks. Either way, they're not going to (laughs) be white walking around on the ground. (laughs) Yeah. Needs a little tied tied stick pin. Basically, we get an introduction of where Nightcrawler's been. He was dead. He's back. Winning. (laughs) And he's training with Wolverine in the danger room. Who has his new armor, but for whatever reason, doesn't have his new permanent claws or whatever. The the claws that he's had in the Solo series. I don't like this new uniform. I like it all right. Or maybe I don't like the way he's drawn. I can do with the uh, the metal on the outside being a little less metallic, but I'm okay with it. It looks kind of samurai-ish. It does. And that fits Wolverine, so it's kind of cool. Eh. He's I, got a couple of one too many abs. Something's going on. Well, he that's just comic looks books dis- for you. No, he looks disproportionate for a Wolverine. I like the way Todd draws Wolverine, so I'm okay with it. Anyway, so Nightcrawler uh, talks about Logan being his best friend. Then he lost his healing factor, but he's still as fast as ever. And uh, they're sparring together with these these little sticks, these wooden sticks. They're fighting. Uh, Nightcrawler talks about how impressive Wolverine's fighting skills are. And he starts teleporting around and getting his punches in in the danger room. And uh, the Storm, Beast, and Cecilia Reyes are monitoring him. Talking about how Nightcrawler is trying to find the soft spots in Wolverine's new armor. And Cecilia Reyes says... You better be careful. He's starting to make Wolverine mad. Uh-oh, snicked. Storm says he can control himself. And B says that was before he lost his healing factor. Snicked. And like I said, the claws are not coming out of his armor. They're, at, they're still his claws at right. this point. So they bust through. They bust through his, his gloves and, and cut the gloves and cut his skin. Nightcrawler's like, uh-oh, I pushed him too far. <laughs> Oops. I just came back to life. I want to live a little bit longer. And Storm busts in with a lightning bolt and a rainstorm in the danger room. And that panel of Wolverine in the rain, just his hand, is badass. That's a really sweet panel. Yeah. So basically, he pulls his claws back in. The rain's dripping off of it. So yeah, but still... so is the blood. Yeah. But, but I like also how the, the rain... claw, the raindrops yeah. make like where the claws were. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's what I love about it. Almost like the claws came in so fast that the water that was on them hasn't fallen yet. Yes. Very cool. Very cool panel. Uh, Logan's like, I'm fine. I just lost my temper. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and everyone, of course, is concerned about him using his claws with his, without his healing factor. Which I guess I'm kind of surprised when Superior Spider-Man made him this armor. He didn't include the claws with it. Or maybe he did and, and they just didn't get the memo over in this book. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that was very interesting. 
Yeah. I like Soaked Nightcrawler, too. Yeah. This reminds me of the old days and the flashbacks we've been doing. We see the X-Men get wet a lot, and Nightcrawler always has, like, moppy hair when it gets wet. I like it. But then it magically goes back to fluffy. Well, Storm Storm created some uh, static electricity in the air, puffed oh. him up. Yeah. Yeah. But Nightcrawler says something interesting here. He says, I'm not used to seeing Logan bleed. Not like this. I remember him as the X-Men's anchor the constant we can always depend on. But then Storm brings up a good point. She talks about fate and faith. And uh, she talks about perhaps Logan's cushion, his healing is gone for a reason. Perhaps the time has come for him to make a choice to truly decide who and what he is and face the consequences. Hmm. Which I think plays into what's going on in the other books. Rogue Logan. Yeah, Rogue Logan. So anyway, uh, now Nightcrawler's walking around through the school. He sees an old picture from uh, X-Men, or from Giant Size number one. From like what, 1970-something? Uh, 75. I like how even back then we get a representation of kind of Wolverine standing off by himself. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Nightcrawler talks about how all the X-Men that have been lost. Maybe that's just the fate of the X-Men. But then class gets out, so we see some students. And they're all glad to see him. Uh, Rachel sends her astral form. She wants to meet Nightcrawler. So they go back to his room, back to his Ooh, place. My pace or yours? Yeah. And so we have two big posters on the wall next to Nightcrawler's uh, swords. One is some classic X-Men number one by Arthur Adams. I thought that was a cool little nod. I like the Bamfies. That's my favorite. Yes, all around the room. Yeah. yeah. And then the other is from Excalibur number one, which was actually where Rachel and Nightcrawler were first on a big team together. Um, Nightcrawler laments that Kitty's not here. She's off gallivanting with Cyclops. And Rachel's like, things change. And then she says, you want to go have dinner? He goes, um, maybe. And we see a blonde walking around downtown Manhattan. And she goes into her apartment. And who's there but Nightcrawler with a bunch of bamps. Laying very sexy on the sofa. He even has a stuffed bamp walking his crotch Austin Powers style. And And that is one chubby bamp. And a stuffed bamp that looks like he's ready to grab some boobies. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. And he says, Guten Abend, Fräulein. And he's holding a glass of champagne in his tail. He's just, he's being super sexy. And all the bamps are grinning. I like how he, they colored the bamps here where it's almost like they have a domino mask over their eyes from the shadows. Looks oh, cool. yeah. So we find out this blonde is Amanda Sefton, Nightcrawler's ex-girlfriend. And she's performing CPR. What? No. No, they're, they're making out. They're mugging down. She's happy to see him. And some scary looking dude busts through the window. He's an armor. So he actually looks like an this? Eric Larson character, I think. Do we know who this is? No, I've never okay. seen him before. But he's a guy, and it looks like he's after Nightcrawler. He starts shooting energy blast, but then he shoots like this spear that wraps around Amanda, and it turns out he's after Amanda. He shoots a ring. It's yeah. not a spear. But Nightcrawler grabs her by the hand and teleports her out of the trap, and they fall in the swimming pool at her uh, building. Nightcrawler says he'll be right back. He teleports away. I like all the little bants. I really like the way Todd draws the bants. Yeah, impish, cupidish. Yeah, and at one point, oh yeah, on this one, when he when the bad guy blows up the sofa, we got one sticking his butt up in the air. It's really funny. Anyway, Nightcrawler goes back into the apartment to fight the dude, and he's fighting him with his sticks and his teleportation power. Uh, the guy's kind of taking it to Nightcrawler, but Nightcrawler makes him shoot a blast. 
and the apartment collapses on him. Or the wall does. Nightcrawler talks about how out of shape he is. He's really sore from the fight. Then Amanda shows up in her costume. Which yeah. almost looks like it has like some kind of alien skull on her it chest. Does. Oh, that was interesting. And she has circles for boobies. But I digress. Those are the alien skull eyes. Yes. Yes. Gives a new meaning to eyes of the beholder. Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Booby is in the eyes of the beholder. <laughs> Booby is in the I eyes just saved your joke. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so Nightcrawler, of course, says she looks beautiful. She asked where Robo Creep went, and no, well, okay. he's gone. Can I just say, I like how all the bamps are shadowed in the crotch area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we don't know if they have genitalia or not. So does that mean Kurt does or does not? I don't know. That's interesting. <laughs> this body now is made up of a bunch of bamps. And if they don't have... Bampy wee-wees. Or vajayjays. Yeah. Then. Maybe Kurt doesn't either. Or maybe if he does, I want to know who the lucky Bamp is that gets to be his member. (laughs) And is it one chubby cherub? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Amanda is distressed that this guy was after her and not Nightcrawler. Came into her home. Nightcrawler says he's going to call the X-Men. Amanda says, no, this is a family affair. Are you going to come? And Nightcrawler's like, yes. And they want to go check on her mom, Margali or Margali. Hi, kids. It's so good to see you. How is my son and daughter? And how's your relationship? Yep. So they magic spell away and to be continued. She kind of looks like Dazzler. In fact, that's who I thought it was at first. So you think every blonde chicken comics looks like Dazzler? That has like little round circles of light that come out of their hands yes oh okay fair enough all right so i have to say all right first of all love the art art was awesome love the colors colors were awesome and i gotta say for me anyway for this issue anyway my uh trepidation about claremont's writing were relieved thought the story was very fun it felt like an old x-men book in a good way okay thought the first six or so pages of the book were awesome. With Wolverine and Nightcrawler uh, training and, and the conversations there. Yeah, I really enjoyed that part. And I like the rest of it. We, Of course, this is a pull from a very old X-Men story that Claremont did. Uh, that we actually covered not too long ago in the flashback episodes. And was it Annual 4? Sure. I think so. I think it was Annual 4. Where they thought Nightcrawler went to Dante's Inferno, but it was just another dimension. Um, Right. And they meet his adopted mom, and it turns out that Amanda is this gypsy magic lady. Wasn't a very good story. No. In that regards, I'm not looking as forward to issue number two. But even not really looking forward to number two as much, I really enjoyed number one a lot. I thought the fight was good between the new bad guy. thought it was great art and writing for the fight. See, I don't know. When, after he left the school, I lost interest. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I kind of felt like if he was bad... I mean, okay, this kind of leaves off, not in the too far distant future, but there's enough time for him to come back and, like with Wolverine in the danger room don't right. you think if he had a girl that he cared about he wouldn't hang out for a week at the Jean Grey school I don't know if it's been a week I mean at the end of ama- the last issue of Amazing X-Men we have Beast talking about how he wants to run tests on Nightcrawler okay yeah and but we start off this issue they're running tests 
Okay, yeah, but at the same time, if something happened and you said, let's say you haven't seen me in... Okay, but I don't know how much, how involved they've been, though. Well, they were making out. Yes, she was glad to see him. He was glad to see her, but... you saying that's just a lust thing? I'm just saying it's one of those things that I think she went by the wayside pretty quick after Claremont quit writing The Uh X-Men. And so it makes sense for him to bring her back. Not very many other writers have messed with her, so it's been a while since she's been like an integral part of Nightcrawler's life. I know, but I guess that's what I'm trying to say is I just I kind of look at it. I don't know. I feel like if I was missing for a month and he was obviously gone longer than that and I, I came back from wherever I was. I don't think I'd be like hanging out at my house for a day or even four hours before I'd want to go see you. I Uh guess the way I kind of look at it is that he has a new lease on life and he's had time to kind of rethink about his priorities, what's important. And maybe this relationship that's kind of been, even before he died, was on the back burner. He's kind of just like, hey, I really, I I want that. I want to see what's there. Obviously, it was uh, reciprocated. Okay. I don't get the feeling that they're like, oh, automatically, like, you know, super in love again. I mean, he shows up. He's trying to be romantic, and she she likes it. She's glad to see him. And then a giant robot busts through the wall. Well, yeah, because what else so is going to happen? <laughs> they didn't really have time to uh, act on their actions. Right. Well, plus, he doesn't have a penis anymore anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he just has a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> a shadow. He has a bamfy, chubby shadow. Okay, well, apparently, I have a feeling our score is going to be a little bit different on this I one. I have a feeling they are. So, what are you going to give Nightcrawler number one? I'll give it four out of six. Okay. I'm going to give it six out of six claws. I love this issue. And like I said, I will be surprised if that grade carries over to number two. But I'm not going to worry about number two right now. Honestly, the only thing that could have made this more perfect is to go back in time, make Amanda Sefton not a magic gypsy and just a normal person. And this story can still be exactly the same except for she doesn't change into her costume at the end. And magically fly off with Nightcrawler. Right. He can teleport them away. Right. Or they could take the subway, whatever. Right. You can change that and the story would be perfect. (laughs) Yeah, it really would. I'm still going to give it a six out of six claws. Okay. So uh, we also have a few other random appearances to talk about. Wolverine is also in all-new X-Men number 25, Deadpool number 27, and Dupe number 1. So we'll just, Dupe? Yeah. As in Slimer? Yep. So I'm going to hit those real fast by myself. Yep. And, um, Thank you. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's uh, get to it. All-new X-Men number 25, featuring the greatest artist roster ever assembled, is written by Brian Michael Bendis. The main art is by David Marquez, with colors by Justin Ponsor, and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Woohoo! And then we have a lot of extra art by Bruce Tim and Laura Martin, Arthur Adams and Justin Ponsor, David Mack, Scotty Young and Jason Keith, Robbie Rodriguez and Justin Ponsor, Lee Bermejo and Marte Garcia, Kent Williams, J.G. Jones, Ronnie Del Carmen, J. Scott Campbell and Nye Rofino, Mari Wicks, Jason Shiga, Dan Hip, Max Winnert, Jake Parker and Matthew Wilson, Jill Thompson and, oh, and then finally Paul Smith and Bob Wyacek with Jordi Belair. And it credits the variant covers. There's one by Frank Cho and one by... Actually, I think this is Raphael Grandpa, the regular one. Pretty cool cover. I like the color work on it. Kind of highlights everybody in their new Voltron uniforms with some cool background. 
All right, so basically this issue is the Watcher comes to visit Beast. He has a small head at first. It looks a lot like Grant Morrison's Cassandra Nova. That's who I thought it was at first, but it's the Watcher. He's basically come to tell Beast he's a jackass and that because of him, he's destroyed all the possible good, or I guess he says that all the alternate realities are real. They're all concrete, and none of the good ones will come to pass. They've all been destroyed, and all the bad ones will, because of his decision to bring the all-new X-Men to the present. The original five. That has all been for naught, and everything sucks because of Beast. And he's gross. Disgusting, the Watcher calls him. And Wolverine is in some of these alternate futures. Really not much to speak of. Really not that grave an issue. Uh, the idea that there's definitely consequences to Beast's decision, that's cool, but, I mean, that could have been summed up in two pages. <laughs> like, all the extra art is cool to see kind of different interpretations. Some of it. Some of it I don't really like that much. Anyway, really not much to it. I'm going to give all new X-Men number 25, three out of six claws. And I did not buy the other two issues. I was kind of interested in Deadpool number 27 because Deadpool gets married. I wanted, I wanted to see who the bride was and Wolverine's on the cover. He's part of the bridal party. But um, it's 10 bucks. Granted, it's extra big. Lots of extra stuff, but still 10 bucks. And it turns out he marries some vampire type chick. Anyway, Wolverine's in it. He's part of the wedding party. Yeah, that's it. And dupe number one, Wolverine is in, but um... I don't like Dupe, and I'm not buying his book. So, <laughs> so Deadpool number 27 and Dupe number 1, I will give Bone Claws, because I took a pass on both of those. One day in the future, if I have all the Wolverine appearances ever, and I'm missing those two, I will go buy them. But not today. Okay, so that's going to do it. Hope you enjoyed this uh, bonus episode of Where's Logan? Bonus. Yep, bonus time. Yeah, so uh, anyway, uh, please leave an iTunes review. You can find show notes and stuff on the website. That's nickcast.podbean.com. Uh, please like the Facebook page. Please. Follow us on Twitter, at snickcast. You can email concerns or questions. Concerns? Yeah. Concerns will go in uh, file cabinet number 19. That's the trash can. Okay. Um, to uh, snickcast at yahoo.com. Up next will hopefully be uh, the next flashback episode, but we will see. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, until next time, hugs and snicks. Bye. Bye.